Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello and welcome. It is my divine pleasure to bring you this show each and every week. And as the intro said, this is this show is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Spirit Seeker has been published online since 1998 and it's been published as a print magazine since uh, 1997. Primarily, it is located as a print magazine in the Midwest, throughout all of Illinois, Kansas City, uh, Chicago, and St. Louis is where we were founded. But we have had online readers since 1998 and continue to publish and expand with our uh, larger online editions. So we would love to have you read us online. So if you would send us an email to info, info, at spiritseeker.com, we will add you to our sacrosanct email list and we will send you a notice about radio shows that we have each week about when the magazine's online and let you know about wonderful mind, body, spirit events happening throughout the U.S. I'm just going to make a couple more announcements and then I will bring my guests on. I wanted to let you know that on Sunday, April the 6th, the Spirit Seeker will be hosting the 28th Holistic Living Expo in St. Louis. And on Saturday, April 5th, there will be a crystal healing certification. Um, There's all kinds of other things coming up, so please, please send us an email. We'll add you to our list. We do not sell our list. It's uh, safe in our hands, and we will let you know about all these wonderful events. Okay, so tonight I have two guests that I met, I think it was like the late, let's see, it was probably 1998 or 1999 when I was attending a conference in Chicago, and um, my line is crackling, my producer says. We're going to see if this is better. Nate, just let me know. Send me a text if it's uh, not clear enough, and I will call back in. Um, at any rate, I am going to bring my guests on, hopefully, and not have to call back in. But my guests are two teachers that have been teaching Tantra for many years. And when I attended their lecture at this conference in Chicago, I was amazed at the comfortableness here are these teachers in the Midwest talking about sex. They had props up there. They just explained about the yani. They explained about the lingam. They, and if you don't know what that is, you're about to find out. But they made everything seem so natural, and I thought these people are absolutely amazing. So I would like to bring Elspeth Muth and uh, Freddie Sintel Weaver on to the call. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I apologize for um, being here at the last moment. There was a little bit of a family thing happening. But but thank you for being my guests. And, you know, let's just hear how you – I mean, I read your book and I read your introduction. And when I read it, I thought I'm always fascinated by two people from completely different backgrounds who the universe lines up. And here you are doing this amazing work. Mm-hmm. Great to be doing it. Yeah, thank you so much for this welcome. 
Oh, my gosh. So so I'm going to let you just, um, I mean, we could go in so many directions with this call. And listeners, we will take questions a little bit later. Um, but if you do have a question that you want to ask, just uh, push one pound, and my producer will put you in the question uh, queue for later. Um, and so by all means, feel free. Um, you know, to, if you've had a question you've always wanted to ask, you have the experts here tonight. But let's just talk, if you would, please, about for people who know absolutely nothing about this area, I would like to talk about what Tantra is. But before we even get there, I would just like to hear about the two of you on this path. And, if you know, as children growing up, I know you both came from totally different backgrounds. So let's just hear individually how your path led you to where the two of you came together and and then walk together with this um, wonderful gift that you're offering everyone. <laughs> okay. Hi, Cindy. This is Freddie Zental. Again, Hi, great Freddie. to be on your show with all your listeners. Um, I was first introduced to these practices of sex consciousness when I was 15 years old. My father is a psychiatrist, and he saw this kid in his puberty and gave me a book to read written by a guy by the name of Bhagwan Shri Rajneesh, later changed his name to Osho, and I was fascinated by the whole idea of sustaining my sexual ejaculatory reflex and, and circulating that, what we call now nectar, um, and moving it, and um, having more energy the next day for athletics. I was uh, played basketball in high school and in college uh, on scholarship, and uh, after college, I continued to, to learn reading and doing workshops and having it be present in my uh, personal relationships. I um, never thought I'd do this professionally. I taught school for a while, and I did um, music for a while, and then I did stand-up comedy for a while, and then I settled in the software business for a long while. Uh, and knowing what I knew about this, uh, these practices as a doorway to my own enjoyment, enlightenment, and enthusiasm about my life, I wasn't feeling that in the city. I, I loved the city for a long time, San Francisco, and the work I was doing, but at that point I was 15, 20 years into it and I needed a shift. So there was an opportunity in Chicago that I took and that was 13 years ago and almost six months to the day that I'd gotten here I met Elspeth and I really came here to meet Elspeth. Uh, she's on her own tantric journey which she'll tell you about, but um, we immediately uh, created this work and that was 13 years ago and since that time, we have been working all over the world teaching these practices uh, to couples and singles. And, um, yeah, it's been wonderful to see what unfolds for people in terms of their own possibility. And for me, in my own possibility, uh, in terms of what uh, this work has been for me, it's an integration of all the things I loved in every job I ever did wrapped up in one. So it's like my authentic contribution to this evolving humanity that we are, if you will. Um, in working with people, we see these things, uh, you know, unfold for them. Um, so that's a little bit about me, and I'll let Elspeth get into it, and then uh, we'll get more into this. <laughs> okay, so I wish I would have had a dad who would have given me a book on sex consciousness when I was 15, but that was not so for me. Um, I do remember when I was young, very young, that I had a sense of freedom around uh, my body. So, for example, I grew up in Germany. I'm one of ten children. And in the hot summer days of Germany, we just went with our umbrellas open and butt naked through the neighborhood. 
Um, and there was nothing strange about that for us. However, that shifted radically once I entered puberty, got interested in boys, my relationship with my dad shifted, and I became very curious about that whole you know, business around the sexual and uh, to the chagrin of my parents. Uh, so, But it was uh, quite different for me coming up than for Freddie. And I learned about uh, the tantric practice that comes from East India in my early 30s when I had come to this country, the United States, and felt a little bit lost in my relationships regarding, uh, you know, a sense of fulfillment and understanding. And uh, so a friend of mine gave me a book which is called The Tao of Sex, and that is how my journey with these Eastern wisdom started. It opened up so much. I started doing practices about, you know, guiding my life force energy and learning to breathe. However, not until I was in my late 40s that I delved deeply into the practice of Tantra through workshops. It was so impactful that I signed up for a certification program, and Cinda, here I am now, you know, <laughs> after having been a management consultant in the 90s and totally shifted my career, which may be an indicator of how impactful this uh, practice and this work has been for me, and, of course, out of it to meet my beloved Freddie Santal. <laughs> And, you know, the two of you just radiate this um, serenity and yet fully alive. Mm. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, 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 um, I'm very intuitive. And, you know, when I saw your book cover, I just went, okay, they are <laughs> taking it all to a new level. And, you know, it's it's one thing to teach, and it's another thing to, like, all the people that you will be reaching now through your book. And, you know, the, the book in and of itself um, is, is, you know, I, I, I thought, well, this is part one. Okay. <laughs> I, can just see, I can just see how this will be leading, like, the stories and people writing in their stories about how it's helped them, et cetera. And, you know, we published an article by the two of you um, this, uh, this month in Spirit Seeker in the February issue, which I would like to talk about um, how breath work plays into sac- uh, sacred sexual intimacy. Oh, beautiful. We just love to share about that. I think, darling, you. Sure, yeah. We, you know, what we're sharing with Tantra Nova is a new dimension of working with something that we, we are all really pretty intimately familiar with, um, though not unencumbered with our stories and socialization and shame and fear and guilt and all of that stuff. Um, so what we're working with the, when we're working with the breath, what we do is we bring consciousness to something that we are unconscious with mostly, and it assists us in allowing that energetic, natural process of sexual energy to flow. Um, when we're in our sexual energy, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive. Uh, oxytocin is released, endorphins are enhanced, uh, serotonin, and so on. Um, so that's the natural state. So if we develop the breath awareness, which is one foundational piece to working consciously with life force of sexual energy, and um, the observer mind, which is the meditative mind, then we can begin to allow ourselves to get out of our own way 
to be in the uh, presence of that creativity and pleasure that are uh, primordial and essential to the uh, sexual energy. And what happens is, interesting enough, and we've seen this over and over again in our own lives and in the lives of people doing our work, um, creativity and pleasure start showing up in other areas of life as a default listening and being just in the simple process of living itself. There is an intelligence, and once we bring consciousness to the sexual, the divine shows up and it keeps showing up, and we become more intimately connected with our life in this time, in this moment, and we start to glean a little bit of separation from that left brain uh, conversation and, and uh, calculation and um, all the stuff that goes on um, in our interpretation of, of this random reality so that we can begin to find more happiness and joy in what we want to um, experience and create in our life. That's kind of the... Yeah, that's a good description. And, you know, I'm, I i don't know if you know this, but I started off with rebirthing back in 1992, which is the form oh, wow. of breathwork. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, mm-hmm. you know, as I was, you know, I never planned on being a rebirther. I signed up for the training because, oh, I heard uh, Sandra Ray, who was speaking in St. Louis, she just kept saying over and over again, if you don't like your life, change it. Mm-hmm. You created it. And she said, the fastest way I know to change your life is to do breathing. And so I thought, okay, I heard her two nights in a row, and I thought, if breath work can change your life that much, then and my life right now is a little bit of a mess, mm-hmm. then I, I want what this can give me. And so I signed up. You're normally supposed to have four or five private sessions. Here I am in this advanced training, taking it for myself, never dreaming I would ever use it, you know, professionally. Mm-hmm. And... I'll never forget when they were talking about how breath work opens the body, it opens the kundalini energy, it opens the chakras, Mm -hmm. and that people who have been shut down, shall we say, in the sexual arena, you know, by choice or just woundedness, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden everything's like open and flowing, which is Mm -hmm. what you just kind of described. And yeah, yeah. The, the parasympathetic breathing is really important, the, where we extend our diaphragm and our belly on the inhalation. And if you just did two of those, three of those breaths right now, if your client, if your uh, listeners just unfolded their legs if they were sitting in a chair, and just using the science of breath and consciousness, follow with their awareness the breath coming into their nose, down their trachea, into their lungs, extending into their belly like a big balloon on their inhalation following it, stay with it, with your awareness, back up and out, all in your own pace, depth and rhythm. And just one more time without me speaking. And that's it. You know, that's always available to us, that stillness, that no mind, if you will. And it gets easier as we continue to do that type of conscious breathing um, and it carries over in all of our uh, waking moments you know as we practice that so um, Elspeth or Freddie whoever um, with Tantra Yoga the whole thing is to experience it's, this is my understanding is to experience more intimacy which I always like to say intimacy is into me see and love all parts of me so if you would be kind enough to explain, you know, because the first time I heard about Tantra, I was like, oh, 
that sounds fascinating. And then, you know, I read a lot about it and I took a class and then it wound up that one of my spiritual teachers from India at one time was a leading Tantra teacher. And of course... I was bringing to St. Louis, and I said, would you, um, would you teach a class on Tantra? And he's like a totally enlightened master, you know, mm. et cetera. And he says, I don't do that anymore, but there was this little smile. And so, <laughs> so would you, um, either one of you or both of you, just explain, like, what Tantra, like, what, are, what is it really all about? So that, so how we have cultivated ourselves in Tantra is that we use the ancient wisdoms and ancient practices and really have them made our own so that they, you know, fit with our Western life and understanding. Um, These practices are underlying universal principles. Just, you know, you alluded to breath work and rebirthing. Um, activating kundalini energy, which is the energy, like pure energy, before it takes on any form, be it sexual energy or emotional energy um, or mental energy. So um, to tap into that uh, life force energy uh, so that we can actually channel and guide that energy we are all we all are made of that energy so that's a given just like animals that energy runs through us all the time everything that is alive humans animals and plants have life force energy shows up a little different in plants than in humans but it's still life force energy unlike the floor or the rock you know which is they are in earth so um then, given that this energy is wired into us, we, it runs through us until we leave this planet and it goes along with the breath. Breath and energy go hand in hand because when we don't breathe, we die. So this is how we can see that. Now, it's an automatic thing, that breathing, that keeps us going. What we are speaking about is the conscious breathing. Through the conscious breathing, we bring our awareness to the channel of energy that emanates from the base of the spine and moves up all the way to the top of the head in a serpentine way and then back down again. And that shows up in subtle ways, like subtle energy. And, of course, it can also show uh, show up as uh, aroused energy. And really for me to tune with my life force energy, connect in that sense with myself, connect with my intimate self in that way and I don't have to be aroused in order to do that Um, that is where intimacy shows up and it is very different from you know producing excited feelings through mechanical movement versus through energetic easy for me to say energetic generation of uh, our life force energy so and in the process what we reconnect with is not only our sexual self but also our love self that resides in the heart center all the way up to the third eye center to the conscious self and uh, back down again and then we have a circuit going so that what Freddie what would you say 
Well, you know, what is Tantra? And, you know, we call ourselves Tantra Nova. There are many variations of Tantra in the world. Um, we call ourselves Tantra Nova. We've integrated some of the uh, energetic yoga of Tantra, uh, consciousness of breath, the observer mind. Uh, unlike Hatha Yoga, where it's Hatha Yoga of the physical form, um, and we've integrated also some of the Western approaches to transformation in terms of generative language, how we create our reality and language, and uh, create a self-discovery, how we discover ourselves in the creative process of music and movement and sound and art. And we've created a curriculum that assists people who are mostly from the West um, in dropping into this energy that really doesn't have a name or a title, and um, it's divine in terms of you know sexual energy, yet it's so uh, associated and vilified with shame and fear and guilt and lust and uh, pornography and things that are you know supposedly not good for us. Um, yet I can't think of anything more spiritual than the creation of life. Um, forever we've been procreating for this with this energy, and you know last hundred or so years recreating. And what we're create, uh, teaching is how to co-create with this energy, how this energy is a breadcrumbs back to a deeper listening beneath, um, you know, the calculating left brain that we have so come to love, which has served us well and does. Um, it's not doing without that. It's integrating that which we know that we don't know that we know. <laughs> Right, right. Well, and you know what I really love about your book, and um, listeners, this is from Chapter 10, The Practices. And the practices, like practice one, is calm the unending chatter in your mind, the Mm. conscious breathing practice. You know, and Freddie gave us a a taste of that just a little bit ago. And then, you know, there, there are all these different practices. And the next one is circulating energy, chakra listening practice. Hmm. Then the third one, connect with your love muscle, pelvic floor muscle practice. Uh, you know, and then number four, and I'm not going to go through all of these, but number four, heart-to-heart connection, partner spooning practice. Mm. We all, everyone on this call, unless they grew up in a home like Freddie did, <laughs> where sexuality was just very much open and, um, I, you know, it, it's it's funny. The only other person I've known who grew up in anything similar was um, a friend who grew up, and her parents were both university professors, and she grew up with toga parties and, you know, wildness. Mm. And, you know, when she described her, um, but, but it wasn't with consciousness. It was with alcohol and everything else, and just craziness. And when I read, Freddie, like, you know, the consciousness around the environment and how open and loving and and you know here you were when and maybe you can share this like when you first you know were opening up and asking questions why don't you share what showed up in a box for you the next day oh right well you know this is in the book but uh, as the story goes i was um given a book to read and that was the one that i started reading by bhagwan shri rajneesh um and it was about how to circulate your life force or sexual energy and practices and how to um, sustain from the ejaculatory reflex uh, and be able to move and circulate this orgasmic nectar. And I was fascinated that, that, that you could even do it. And then when I started learning how to do it, it was even more intriguing. And you can imagine a 15-year-old kid with so much uh, sexual energy um, and it really was interesting to see how much more energy I had for athletics when I would sustain from completing the ejaculation and losing that energy. Uh, so it was really interesting to, to experience that. And 
you know, I did the usual things in terms of my process in the world, um, you know, the jobs and so on. But coming back to this and teaching and sharing this work has really been uh, one of the greatest things that I could have done with my life. Uh, and, and thank you. And, you know, Elizabeth, you came from a family, um, you know, we, we Americans think of Europe as so much more open, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know that, as I mentioned, with respect to the body, there is um, just, you know, like the saunas in Germany or in the Netherlands or, you know, Denmark, Sweden, they are all co-ed. When you go to the sauna, you know, you, it's very different than here. Um, however, then in the upbringing around the sexual self, that was very different. And uh, so I felt a lot of constriction there. And I actually didn't really become aware how constricted it was until I met Freddie. <laughs> You know, oh, it could be different. Uh, and so we complement each other very well in supporting each other and, in, in, you know, just, uh, yeah, he assists me, has assisted me in opening up. Not that, but I mean, I was always curious. I, you know, just did, I, as a teenager, I did what I wanted to do, but I, there was a lot of suffering around it because... There was also a lot of punishment and, you know, unpleasant experiences as far as my family was concerned. Um, so, um, but anyway, back to the now, it's uh, just really great how we have uh, supported each other and complement each other. Yeah. Hmm. I, I want to apologize. There is something, like, very strange happening with my phone and blog talk tonight. I have been kicked off this call four times. So if there's this unusual pause where your radio show interviewer <laughs> is not there, it is mm -hmm. because all of a sudden uh, there's just complete silence. So I apologize and thank you both for, for forging forward with this unusual interview with, mm -hmm. with me disappearing. So thank you. Um, oh. And, you know, Elspeth, I grew up in a family with five brothers. And my mother grew up in a home that, you know, they had nine children, but they didn't talk about sex. Mm. So it was kind of one of these things where the minute you turned into puberty or hit that part, everyone worried about you because, oh, my goodness, you know. And um, so I, you know, I read your, um, you know, the different parts that you shared about yourself with the book, and I thought, my gosh, you know, like I, you do couples work, you do individual work, you do um, coaching, counseling, and, you know, the two of you together and individually are just helping so many people. And, you know, I just, I just found myself thinking this is such valuable work right now, especially with, you know, so much of the um, – the shocking things that have come out, you know, with the with the Catholic Church and with so many different things coming up for healing, shall we say? Mm, yes, it's kind of at a critical mass of unconsciousness, and that's one of the reasons I think that this work is really uh, it's a it's a work that's time has come. Um, at the really core of this for Elspeth and I, it's about creating more peace and harmony on the planet. So many people come and go. Well, yeah, I want to learn how to have sex, you know, better. You know, but uh, once we really get past a lot of the unconscious lusting and stuff, and sometimes you got to go through that door, 
and that's always there. But once we really start to tap into what's possible in terms of this divinity of this energy and this peace that exists and this connection with our own joy and happiness as it lives in our own creative process, um, then it's like you know, and you never, you know, once you know, you know. <laughs> Um, But that is really what's possible in terms of in the world, uh, all of us seeing ourselves in each other more and more. Yeah. And also we, as we wrote in the book, uh, that all these breakdowns, just like the coming out of the abused uh, boys in the uh, Catholic Church. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for example, like, you know, the whole thing with Bill Clinton, now, uh, JFK did the same in the White House, you know. Mm. He had women there, and it was just kept uh, discreet. And uh, because that was the spirit of the times, that it was all kept secret, uh, secretly, mm-hmm. in secrecy. And so, but that this is coming out now, or the, you know, sexual harassment um, uh, was, um, you know, what was um, Anita? What was her name? Mm. Oh, anyway, I remember. Yeah. Clarence Thomas, Clarence you know, Thomas, yeah, yeah. Right, Supreme right, Court right. judge. Uh, the, pre- the president of uh, uh, Paris or France now. You know what's yeah, so yeah, funny but is they were already French people were already much more open about that. Uh, yeah. then, I was in know. I was in France when the Monica Lewinsky thing happened, and I'll never mm-hmm. forget. I was in a in a private home having dinner, and they were laughing. They were laughing, saying America is so crazy. And mm-hmm. in France, if a man did not have a mistress, we would think, what is wrong with him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not no. kidding. And I just sat there, you know. And this man and his wife had just had a baby. And they had a 12-year-old, and this wife was as beautiful as anyone you could. Her husband was a university professor, and he says, huh. he goes, it's normal here. You people are prudish. You have a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just sat there, the little Midwest girl, right, just going, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, and for us, it really has to do about, uh, you know, whatever we create, what uh, to be in the open versus keeping it uh, under the lid in secrecy because when we keep some when we withhold something there is a constriction in energy so given that we are all about the flow of energy because when life force energy runs through us then we feel alive and we feel well uh, and we feel creative uh, and we feel whole and uh, integrated so so whatever we choose, however we choose our relationships, what we really propagate is to be open with what we want and co-create uh, this versus keeping it all in secrecy, uh, which usually, you know, doesn't last that long but <laughs> before it comes out. But anyway, so there is an opening, at least in the sense of, revealing that was that which was unrevealed for perhaps centuries or even millennia uh, and we see that as an indicator of that there's something slowly shifting we are not saying that we are there yet where that critical point has shifted human consciousness around our sexual self 
However, if we don't start, you know, one person at a time, one couple at a time, it won't happen. So we are one of a few in this world who are working, providing this opportunity and really hold it that uh, transformation is possible um, for our own sake, for our own well-being, and then also for uh, creating more fulfilling relationships, both with beloveds as well as with everybody else. Well, at this point, we are going to take a call from Jay in Canada, uh, who has a question. Jay, are you there? Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. Oh, hi. That's okay. And Jay, um, what is your question uh, for uh, Elsa, Elsa and Freddie this evening? Yes, it's uh, great to meet you. Um, hi. You're talking about uh, Freddie and uh, Elsa. I just was looking for um, uh, some information on regarding uh, the tantra and how it actually relates to you know different aspects of yoga. Uh, for example, I'm actually learning. Um, Kalo Tantra meditation, which is really interesting. And mm. just wondered, how does that relate to other types of yogas? Uh, not Hatha, but the other types of yogas that are out there. Mm. Well, you know, Hatha yoga is the, is the mother-father yoga, and there are many different styles of yoga. Um, the practice of, you know, working with your body as energy, or working with your breath as energy, or working with your emotions as energy, it's all yoga. So with what we're working with is more the emotional uh, and the subtle energy body um, in terms of how it exists in not so much a dense form, yet it affects the denser forms, you know. So if you have, uh, if you bring your awareness to the breath, we did a breath meditation a moment ago, and you are just focusing on your breath, but you can feel your thoughts pulling you in different directions, so you don't give it the attention, you let it be. That's an energetic field that's pulling you, the emotions. And then what happens when you think of different uh, things, you know, the money that you have to pay or uh, the girlfriend that you're trying to date or whatever it might be. So all those things have a physical effect and emotional effect. Mm-hmm. Also, Tantra Yoga is the original yoga of the energetic body, while Hatha Yoga and all the other branches of yoga uh, are more focused on the physical body. Um, so this is more historical background, and then as Freddie said, you know, we work with energy, both non-aroused or subtle energy, and then later when we are more advanced also with aroused uh, energy so that we can learn to guide uh, this energy. Um, just uh, did that uh, speak to your question, Jay? Oh, yes, it does. Um and can I ask another question? Is that okay, Cynthia, Cindy? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, my next question is, is that why is, it, why is it important to clear your central channel to allow the energy to go up and down your um, central channel? I, I'm just curious about that. Yeah, well, in, go ahead. I'll okay, so, um, you know, it's just like a pipe where water mm-hmm. runs through or blood vessels. Uh, if there's a constriction or tightening up in one place, you know, the water or the blood cannot flow uh, through with the same velocity to reach the different parts, and probably the blood flow system is a good analogy. 
um, because then we don't have the nutrients in all the places in the body where we need them. Uh, so the the you know there are seven major energy centers that uh, are located uh, located along that channel, um, mm-hmm. and you know just like for example the heart center uh, residing between uh, the breasts and the chest, you know when that may be constricted energetically. Uh, there's prolonged sadness or we are attached to something, you know, like we really need to have a certain thing or someone and there's no freedom, there's no flow. And if we apply this to all of these centers, uh, then, you know, we can listen to where we may be more open or more constricted and then clear. And some of that work may take a deeper path into ourselves Mm. although centers may be more like, oh, okay, just by becoming aware of that center, the flow is uh, more embellished. Yeah, it's it's all energy. Emotions have an energy. So clearing that channel allows us to be more present to what's always available, which is that savasana, just that belly breath, that stillness. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have to say, when I was mentioning in Chapter 10 of this wonderful book, and the title of the book is Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy. And Chapter 10, uh, I mentioned uh, four, but there are actually six different practices. And the one, um, Circulating Energy Chakra Listening Practice, I think, Jay, that um, if you um, get this book and you read that, particular chapter about the chakras, there are different exercises with each chakra where you can explore, and and just by virtue of doing these um, practices, I would think uh, the person would be aware of where the pipe is not open and flowing. Wouldn't you say Mm. so? Absolutely. Totally, totally, yes. Mm -hmm. And also, actually, Cindy, these practices that you mentioned, uh, or five of them, are available through download for people who get the book, have the book, and they can go and then get the practices in audio form. Uh, So to really uh, get with their own uh, practice started. Okay, so Jay, did that answer all of your questions? Yes, thanks so much. It was a great talk. Oh, thank you. you. They they were great questions. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks for calling in. You're welcome. So, um, so I, that's beautiful. So with the purchase of this book, and um, I, I'm, I'm shocked at the price. It's eleven dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> this book has so much in it, and you know, so this is very affordable, and um, you know, it's just uh, you just cover so much. It's just amazing in one book how much you cover, and so um, so that's beautiful that you can get the audio. I did not, I did not, I don't know how I missed that, but I somehow missed that. So I'm grateful that you shared that. Um, but I would like to go, and unless you have another thought, um, I would like to go in the direction of working with the yin and the yang and um, how that plays into, um, you know, working with this energy. Okay, yeah, masculine-feminine dynamic as it, you know, is played out in our uh, experience. You know, well, at the beginning, uh, when we're zygotes in the womb, we're androgynous, and then uh, it's decided we're man or woman, and then as uh, adults we have aspects of testosterone and estrogen in our system. 
And as we get older, the whole thing reverses itself. You know, men grow hair, uh, breasts, and women grow hair on their faces. So what we're wanting to share is how can we integrate that masculine-feminine dynamic uh, grounded in whatever gender we are or perceive ourselves to be. And um, as it exists in our social and our conversational and our emotional so that we can be balanced. If we're one or the other, then we're out of balance, and we can see that more in the world where it's been more of a masculine domination, and if we continue down this, this path, we will you know, ruin the planet and you know, war and blah, blah, blah. So this is a time of the goddess energy. So it's important for men to begin to integrate that feminine dynamic, and it also opens up a new possibility for the man in terms of a range of emotions. You know, we're socialized as men to... Hold your mud. Don't show your emotions. I mean, we cry and pat each other on the butt after we've been killing each other on a battlefield or beating each other up on the gridiron. Um, so things start to open up and shift in a, in a real-world sense in this integration of this masculine-feminine uh, process. And for the man, it begins with the process of bringing mastery consciousness to the separation, the simple process of learning to separate the ejaculatory reflex um, from the orgasmic experience. And uh, that's with breath control and muscle awareness. And in that process, it's not so much to be a better lover, but we start to unencumber some of the uh, attachments we have to. Is it big enough? Is it hard enough? Is it too small, too big, uh, too wide, too long? Uh, falling in love, uh, being possessive, and all of those things. Do Are we deserving? Uh, the, our lusting, selfish love aspects of ourselves start to become present as we bring mastery to this automaticity of, of the ejaculatory reflex. Yeah, and for the woman, actually I would like also to say that when we speak about the feminine and masculine or the yin and the yang, uh, that this is present in all of us as well as in any relationship, no matter if we are in a heterosexual uh, relationship, a bisexual relationship, uh, a same-sex relationship, uh, relationship, um, because every relationship has a polarity. It has something to do with the the magnetic field. Um, If there is not that magnetic field, actually, then the relationship cannot sustain. Uh, So if uh, your listeners may want to hear that in a way that this is really about the yin and yang that's in all of us and that's present in every relationship. so uh, with the feminine rising, Freddie called it, you know, the time of the goddess, uh, it's also uh, up to us women to really reconnect with our own feminine. Um, after millennia of, you know, patriarchy, again, we speak about it as a consciousness, not that there is something wrong, because consciousness cannot be made wrong. Uh, you know, just like uh, when the world was flat. Um, in a world that is flat, we cannot sail around the world. So shifting to a round world opened up whole new possibilities for existing and coordinating in the world on the planet. Uh, so also with with patriarchy, which is a hierarchical model of relationship, um, the opportunity now is to move into a horizontal model where the feminine and masculine, the yin and the yang, uh, the listening and the giving, the playful and the grounded and so forth are, you know, more 
uh, dancing in a figure eight than up and down. You know, if we had matriarchy, it would be just the same hierarchical model, just turned upside down. So, uh, and all of us are in a place where we get to explore this. So there are really no teachers yet with respect to what it means to live uh, from a, a horizontal model. So it's very exciting and very, you know, like pioneering here. And um, uh, so, yes, then with respect to the uh, yin and yang in also our sexual uh, connection, we teach very particular practices. Uh, we call them sexual healing practices. Uh, one is uh, designed for the woman to reconnect more fully with her wonderful, uh, luscious, feminine energy and reawaken that energy. And for the male, as Freddie Santal earlier said, the opportunity is really to channel his life force energy from the sexual center up into his heart center so he can become more balanced uh, in his body, in his uh, emotions and life. Well, and you express this beautifully. There's a there's a chart in the book that um, that you know takes you know what you've just been listening to with um, Freddie and Elizabeth. And it, so this would be an example. Um, the masculine would be the creative focus. The feminine would be the creative flow. Mm. The masculine would be breaking free and winning. The feminine would be loving and relating. Um, the masculine would be self-disciplined. The feminine would be sensitive and, and, and intuitive. Um, the masculine would be doing, and the feminine would be being. I, I, I love, you know, this chart where you have really taken it from every possible angle and created so that a person can actually understand what what would this even look like, especially if you had no concept of it. Right. And even the hearing those examples uh, harkens a feeling, and those feelings are energy. And those shifts in consciousness around those, uh, those distinctions can change in a very real world sense how one uh, reacts and what the results they create in the relationship and in their life. And also to mention that, like, um, you know, the masculine, if like in our relationship, Freddie Santal and my relationship, it's not that the masculine always shows up in Freddie. You know, Freddie may be at certain moments in his feminine where he's listening and and is open in his heart and his feeling state, and I may be more in my masculine. You know, a more uh, like forthcoming in the sense of, um, you know declaring or clearly grounded in myself or I want something. So this can be played within each of us and in the dynamic of the relationship. And we want to listen to that so it's not like, oh, women have to be soft and men have to be strong, you know. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and it's so interesting, you know, like, um, you know, and maybe some of those are a part of it are, and some haven't, but what happens um, so often with the Madonna whore complex is like, you know, the man loves, falls in love with this wonderful woman who's sexually ecstatic and open and flowing, and then when she becomes a mother, all of a sudden his 
you know, the feelings can get mixed up. And it's right. it's just, you know, the whole, and so often in our society, women are known as the givers and men as the receivers. So I really love how you've interwoven, and even with the chart, you're like, you may be in the masculine as a man, and yet, as Elspeth just said, you know, you can go back and forth in all of these roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting in that in that process when someone looks at where they're balanced in their life, and typically it's something to do with their work. Um, there's a balance of masculine and feminine dynamic in that balance. And like, then they, where is it for you, darling? Um, well, certainly in my performance when I'm performing or when I'm teaching, um, or yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You two have done this work for a while now, and your website is, I want to mention, is tantranova, T-A-N-T-R-A-N-O-V-A.com. And this book that we are hearing about that is fabulous is Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy. We have, you know, we have about 10 minutes more. And mm-hmm. I want to mention, you know, for anyone listening to this, we, we know you listen to the archives. We get the stats. Remember, all you have to do, the, the minute this re- interview is complete, it is archived at Blog Talk. You can let your friends know. You can, you know, post it on your Facebook pages, et cetera. Um, I just always like to mention that in case people forget that it's archived there forevermore and you can listen and refer friends to it. What I would like, we have 10 minutes left, you can either call which direction we go in or what I'm thinking is maybe this would be a time to talk about the work that you do with your center in Chicago and I know you go, you know, you teach all over the world. Maybe hear a couple of just amazing turnarounds where, you know, because I know you work with so many people, but there have, you know, if you feel comfortable, you know, of course, you know, and if you want to go to a different direction, that's fine too. But I would just love for the listeners to kind of get like the miracles that can happen through exploring the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much for <laughs> giving us this cue. <laughs> so, and before I go into that, I just also want to let your listeners know that on our website, they can get a, a free 10 practices. Uh, uh, download uh, when they opt in and uh, at a glance they can really get a sense of you know the various practices we already talked about or haven't talked about yet so that is also available in addition to the book on the home page and with uh, there's one practice and I have the sheet in front of me and it really looks at me and there is um, one graphic where the woman uh, actually sits on the man's um, lap, and she has her hand on his right hand. Uh, uh, she has her right hand on his heart center, and he has his right hand on her heart center, and they look at each other. We call that practice heart-to-heart connection. Um, and this is a most powerful practice because we bring together the breath as uh, we did it a little earlier with the belly breath. We gaze into each other's eye and we breathe in and out together. And with a partner, when we breathe in and out together, we actually not only synchronize our breathing, but we also synchronize our emotions. We drop out of our head, out of the busy mind, the chatter mind, into the heart center and connect from heart to heart. And there, um, 
one couple that comes to mind uh, that really, to this day, says that this was a key practice for them in shifting their relationship. They had come to a workshop um, pretty much at the verge of separating, had two children at that time. And uh, she, during that first workshop day, she was crying most of the time, and he seemed very distant and a little arrogant. And um, However, something opened up for them through that first work- workshop. They came back, went deeper, and really turned their relationship around. And they um, mention to this day that this practice is the practice they come back to regularly because that is where they feel connected. That is where they come into harmony. And pretty effortlessly, it doesn't take long. It just takes the will, you know, to do it. Um, And so now they have a third child. They are very happy. And just they were here for another tantric massage workshop a couple of weeks ago, and they just seem like, you know, a new couple, Mm -hmm. like uh, first love. So it's very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Okay. So other things you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I know you. Um, this book is fabulous. You've already heard me say that, like probably mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, okay, we're ordering 10 copies and giving it as, <laughs> as presents to our, to our friends. And, you know, and we're all going to Chicago for a workshop. <laughs> but, um, but just... Coming back to, you know, in in the intro, I said that, you know, I had experienced, I, I didn't realize it was like when you were first teaching at the, I think it was the Conscious Life Expo, it doesn't matter, it was one of the ones in Chicago, oh, and you yes, actually, yes. yes, and you know, and that actually my tantra, no, not my tantra, my teacher from India was at that same conference, and oh, wow. we had a booth handing out spirit seekers, you know, it was, a, it was yeah, uh, the awesome. Robinsons, you know, Calvin and wow. Deborah Robinson who put that thing on, and um uh. Right. I mean, we're going back a ways, and yeah, you know, but but I can remember, you know, you talking like you had the um, the body parts, and you're educating in a first one hour lecture with people who didn't even know what tantra was about. You you showed graphically the the G spot and everything else, and you know, I mentioned in the beginning you talked about you know the yoni and the lingam and all that. So people are like, okay, when are they going to get to that? So can we just oh, take right. a moment to explain? How because and, you know and I I have friends who have you know taken your classes and one weekend is for the man and one weekend is for the woman and so let's just touch on that so they're like okay when are they going to get to that yeah so uh, first let's talk a little bit about the yoni and the lingam that you mentioned uh, yeah so we have a yoni puppet and yoni means sacred space in Sanskrit uh, much more endearing than you know our term. A vagina that appears much more clinical, um, and lingam uh, means magic wand or wand of light. Wow, much sweeter than all kinds of hmm, perhaps more derogative terms for the penis. But anyway, so yes, and we have a yoni puppet, and we also have a beautiful glass lingam, um, and so we can actually in the yoni puppet exactly where the chi spot or the sacred spot uh, resides right behind uh, the clitoris, behind the pubic bone. And it's really great when we do the uh, three-day women's healing workshop uh, that is for men and women, couples and singles, 
by the way, there's no nudity in our workshops. All intimate practices are being done in the privacy of one's home or the hotel room for people from out of town. Um, so it feels safe and people can choose the way they want to work. So it's a great way of teaching the giver because in the healing ritual for the woman, the woman is the receiver and the purpose of that ritual for her is to reawaken her wonderful energy. The partner learns, no matter if it's a male partner or a woman partner, learns to listen more to the yoni from the outside and the inside, including you know, where the cheese spot is, how to move around it, how to move with the musculature inside. And then, of course, all of it goes with breathing and listening and without any expectation. And that space opens up a healing space that can be so beneficial for us women, no matter if we had traumatic uh, childhood experiences or, you know, just didn't learn much about our sexuality uh, or whatever we may have gotten just from the collective uh, uh, consciousness. So it w- really, really precious healing uh, ritual. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so we are almost at the close of our wonderful, wonderful interview. And I want to give the website again, tantranova.com. Mm-hmm. And the book that we have been uh, hearing about is by uh, Elizabeth Muth and Freddie Zinthal Weaver. And the title is Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy. If you go to their website and you opt in, you can get all kinds of wonderful information. You buy the book you for $11.99 seriously buy 10 or more copies and hand them out as gifts to your friends mm-hmm. or to your family members who, yeah. who may um, have experienced the same thing and you're, you're talking about sacral uh, or sacred sexual healing and they're like what are you talking about mm-hmm. so this is this is a gift I mean you know it's a wonderful thing that um, these two wonderful authors and teachers are bringing to all of us and I just want to thank you both for being my guests. I, I, oh, you. You know, it was like coming full circle when you know your publicist contacted Spirit Seeker, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I know this couple. Mm-hmm. I remember that lecture." <laughs> you know, so I just, yeah. you know, just yeah, very yeah. sweet. Yeah, and our past is Ross again. Thank you so yeah, much for having it, us on the show. Send it all in time for Valentine's. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. It's so sweet, is it not? Yes. Uh, our Valentine's Day is this Friday, and, you know, it's interesting. Next week, I'm just going to mention, not to take away from the two of you, but next week we um, have Dr. Annette Villancourt, who is going to go a different path with how to manifest your soulmate with EFT, which is the tapping technique, relationship as a spiritual path. So both of, um, you know, there are articles in this issue of Spirit Seeker in honor of Valentine's Day, in honor of love. And I loved your chapter on love in this book, by the way, too. And the quote by St. Augustine, you know, I mean, it's just a beautiful book. And this is a book that I will read and reread and reread. Um, oh, that's so great. I, it's, yeah. it's just beautiful. So thank you both for the work you're doing. Thank you, Spirit Seeker listeners and readers, for supporting this magazine for 17 years. We Mm. are increasing our online readership. This is the way of 2014, online readership. So please, please, please let people know about this radio show. 
let people know about the magazine, let people know about this interview. You know, mm-hmm. it's so easy with Blog Talk being a virtual blog. So thank you both so much. And, and you know, may, may this interview bring you many blessings. And thank you for taking the time in your busy, busy lives for contributing the article and being here tonight. And even with all the technical difficulties, you guys were just fabulous. So thank you so much. Thank right you. Thank you, Cindy okay. Mai. Thank you. Okay, Bye-bye. from my heart to yours. Okay, good night, everyone. Namaste. Namaste. Amen.